Collegiate Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 252. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark J., the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi J. And as always, it's so wonderful to have all of you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. Now, just before we dive into this, I have a little something to tell you all about. Uh, Last week on the show... We featured friend Rob Lance, who is comic book guru over at the Comic Connection in Oakville. Oakville is a very tight little community. If you're familiar with Oakville at all, you're familiar with Hustler Skate and Snowboard Shop down there on Kerr, near Kerr and Lakeshore. Um, It always sucks when these things happen, but communities need to rally together. Um... Dave Walsh. Dave Walsh is the owner of Hustler Skate Shop, and he's had some terrible news. Uh, His daughter, his 10-year-old daughter, unfortunately has contracted bone cancer, uh, which of course is the biggest horror in all our nightmares, I'm sure. But of course, he is surrounded by a wonderful community and friends. Now, uh, Tegan. Tegan is his daughter, who have I looked into a little here. She seems like a wonderful, wonderful little ray of sunshine her school white oaks montessori school has put together a GoFundMe page for tegan to help the family along uh, to support uh, tegan in her war on cancer so please if you have the time if you have the ducats to donate go to gofundme.com and go to help tegan fight her war on cancer Uh, Anything you can do, anything you can provide uh, would help a friend. It would help the community. He's a staple out there in Oakville. And uh, when the Comic Connection calls and asks for a favor, that favor is uh, is more than our pleasure to pass that favor along. So if you have the few seconds to go to GoFundMe.com, check out Help Tegan Fight Her War on Cancer. This little 10-year-old girl, as I'm sure any 10-year-old girl, is, is worth the fight. So go through a few ducats. Toss a few loonies and toonies if you can afford it her way. Our thoughts are with you. Tegan... The Force is strong with you. Always remember that. It will be with you. Always. And with that, this week on the show we venture all the way across the pond to have a wonderful conversation with UK creator Mr. Sam Johnson. Uh, Sam is the writer and creator of Geek Girl which is a very, very rad comic. Uh, The artist on that comic is Carlos Granda, who you might be familiar with, as the artist on our good friend Anthony Rutgaze's Heroes of Home Room C. Uh, Geek Girl is a super fun, super cool book. You should all check it out, as you're going to hear now why Sam is a very cool guy. Uh, It's cool that it turned out he was a guy, because as you'll hear, I wasn't sure that name's Sam kind of ambiguous 
uh, ambidextrous, androgynous, uh, a whole bunch of big A words I think could be appropriate for that situation. So I literally did not know until we started the conversation and hooked up on the Skypes uh, whether I was going to be talking to a guy or a girl. And that was a lot of fun anticipation. But it turns out he's a dude and he's totally cool, dude. So here is my conversation with the writer and creator of Geek Girl at geekgirlcomics.com, Mr. Sam Johnson. Please do enjoy. Well, this is fun, uh, adding yet another UK creator to the roster of guests that I've had on the show. So you're out in Sheffield, yeah? That's right, yeah. So just to give us Canadian or North American layman's an idea, how far are you from, say, London? Um, well, I'm f- I'm from London originally, so my accent is still quite London, but it's it's northeast. It's it's two hours on the train to London. Oh, okay, right on. Uh, haven't been to England yet. I have been to Scotland, but uh, I haven't been down south enough to visit your fi- fine land. But uh, I'm always <laughs> looking for opportunities. Actually, it's funny. Earlier today, uh, a good friend of mine, Jay Fosgett, uh, an artist from Michigan here, and he. Uh, He's trying to get out there. He's trying to find a show that'll bring him out, and because uh, right. he really wants to check it out and bring his work out there and stuff, which would be super cool. So uh, I told him when I saw his, it was a Facebook status he put today, and yeah. when I saw it, I was like, "Don't think you're going over there without me." So, right, you know, that's already well. There's 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 tons of conventions, so it shouldn't be uh, too difficult for him to find one suitable. It's good to hear that because uh, also a good friend of the show, Jay Webb, he's out in Coventry there. Right. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to know Jay over the very well over the past, you know, bunch of years uh, through the Twitterverse and the show and everything. So he's kind of our, you know, our resident UK guy. So when we need to know right. or are curious about anything, we got to go to him about it. And, yeah. Because uh, he's one of them comic book guru types, you know what I mean? Okay. So I know he really enjoys, is it the London uh, London Comic and Film Con or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the next big one is the London Super Comic Con, which, is, which I'm going to be at, which is at, uh, towards the end of August. And the biggest, the big name there is My- Brian Michael Bendis. Nice. Very, very yeah. nice. That's yeah, yeah. And he's doing well. like a, like a, uh, a couple hour, like session that people can sign up for on, on how to write comics if they want. Oh, that's amazing that he's offering that while he's over there. It's very cool yeah, that a lot of creators are doing this kind of stuff now. It shows yeah. you can actually – at Fan Expo last year, uh, two of the top Marvel editors uh, were here, and they were actually – they were doing portfolios uh, reviews. Right. And, you know, normally yeah. that, that does not happen too often when you got like the two top guys there willing to look no, through no. anybody's portfolio, you know? No, no, that's that's good. I mean, I'm not sure if they're doing portfolio reviews, but they're going to be there doing a, a presentation about how to break into Marvel, and that's that's something I'm I want to do. So I'm going to be at that. Right on. So how did it start for you, man? Uh, how did you get into comics? Uh, 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 is this the show now? Sorry, I'm, are we on the show now? Oh yeah, we've been on the show for a while. Oh, wherever okay. it makes sense, man. <laughs> Sorry, I, it's cool. I didn't. I didn't realize. No one ever does, okay. and I don't like to okay. bring it up because it, it, it a keeps it natural, and b it's always hilarious yeah. when people are like, "Are we rolling?" <laughs> it's a little bit of a bite from the nerdist, but it's a fun thing to do. So, 
Okay, so yeah, how I got into comics. Uh, I was into comics as a kid. Uh, I kind of lost interest, as, as sometimes people do, during the teenage years. And then in a Virgin Mega store, I came across Rob Liefeld's uh, entry into the New Mutants world, where he brought us Cable and Deadpool, and that, that kind of brought me back in. I'm a big Deadpool fan. Speaking of Marvel, uh, you know, Deadpool is, is the, the character I want to work on at Marvel. Uh, so that got me back in. Um, and this was around about the time where I was deciding sort of what I wanted to do, which I always knew was going to be writing. Uh, Image Comics ran a couple of talent searches where you could submit pitches for their their books. I think it was Wildstorm with the main uh, them part of Image with the main studio doing it. So I, I did a couple of those. I got into that. Um, and that was it. Basically, that's it. I'm, this is what I want to do. I want to write comics. Right on. Well, it makes sense that uh, you're such a Deadpool guy because there's there's quite a fun sense about Geek Girl. You know, it's uh, when I read yeah. it, I got the feel like. By the way, it's excellent. The book is fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, Carlos Granda, who does the art on the book, uh, is also working on, or actually, I think he's done now. Heroes of Homeroom C for our good friend Anthony yeah. Rutgazer here in Toronto. And, uh, yeah, he banged it out. The book is beautiful to start with. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's a terrific artist and, and happy to say he's on board for the second series, which uh, I've scripted the first two issues of. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's kind of talent you want to hold on to for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it took a, it took a long time to get the right artist for Geek Girl, a long time with some false starts. I mean, I had issue zero out, which was by another artist, Sally, who was doing it kind of an experiment and it worked because it was issue zero is a much more low key thing. It's, it's set in Ruby's college world. It's when she's only just becoming Geek Girl. And that was cool as a one shot, but we needed a, a, a big sort of widescreen thing for, uh, I mean, where, where we are with with Geek Girl One on or or the collection that's coming out in August, uh, Volume One Lightning Strikes, is Ruby Kay, who's a top college chick. She's landed these glasses that give her super strength and super flight powers, but there's also a flaw in the in the chip in them that's messing with her brain. The initial impact of this that makes it super klutzy. But she's kind of been pushed into, you know, she's kind of a popular chick at college. She's not necessarily into superheroes, but her friend Summer is. Summer has kind of pushed her into. Uh, into doing this as, as we begin uh, the collection, the mini series. She's flying around in this costume that Summer's made for her, looking for crime. I'm, she's on the cell phone to Summer. I'm not seeing any crime. Am I doing this right? And then what, what I was what I was segging to with uh, the thing about Carlos and the wide screen here is is what happens then is Neon Girl, the resident superhero, gets blasted through this billboard by this mysterious new supervillain. Lightning Storm and, and, and Ruby is kind of forced to step up there because Neon Girl is only one of two resident superheroes in Maine. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's kind of put in this position. She needs to step up. And, and, you know, that's all beautifully portrayed, as I say, in a widescreen style by Carlos. He, he can do the action as well as doing the, the characters. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's lighthearted in a way, but I, it's not like a comedy. It's it's got, and I mean this in the best of ways. It's it's got a bit of a CW feel to it. You know what I mean, like a CW show. Yeah, yeah. You know, where it's got the heart, it's got the humor, but it's also she goes through some shit, man. 
Like there's some very unpleasant moments for her, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, what, what one review said was that it, um, if I can remember correctly, it was something like puts the, the human back into superheroes. So Ruby is, is not, a woman of steel. She's put in this position. Uh, she's got these powers. She's got to do something with them because this lightning storm is, has already taken the other, well, what was the only resident superheroine off the map. Uh, and, you know, this neon girl, the, the girl that's just been hospitalized, has been at this a long time. And Ruby's been at this five minutes. And yeah, uh, yeah. lightning storm took out neon girl easily. So it's quite a daunting uh thing for ruby well she's such a normal girl like i think that's where that reviewer probably pegged that is i totally get that too where she's nervous to try anything like who wouldn't be really like if you got superpowers you wouldn't just be like in the movies where you're like oh i'm just gonna jump off this roof and go for it yeah it's not like that and you know the book is portrayed in a much more realistic way as far as She's like, I, I've just been flying around. Like, what do I do? Do I, do I punch? Like, it sounds like she's never thrown a punch in her life, right? Uh, well, Aaron, I mean, she's, she's got some prep here because she, she and, and her, her best friend, some of the, the keep fit, they do like kickboxing classes and stuff. So she can, she can handle herself. But, you know, the, the crowd she, she runs with, uh, are a bunch of, mean girl types they're so mean yeah so they they don't tend to do fist fights they try and uh get in the psychological damage as as much as they can karen karen carpenter the 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 arch bitch of the group is is uh i mean initially what the, the the other side of what's going on with ruby is is this gaining these powers has actually been detrimental to her social life because her, her cooler than thou click friends are very dubious about it and um you know that she's coming in with these outlandish claims that she now has these powers and all she initially did to manage to demonstrate this was accidentally knocking drinks over them uh so <laughs> they don't whole much truck with it and uh this is again i always say this is a kind of a flip on the usual thing where we have like nerdy kid becomes cool superhero this is cool kid becomes nerdy superhero absolutely because those girls they take it way too harsh <laughs> they well these, got them these girls <laughs> yeah they they do but uh the thing is, it's I think initially because we flash back to Ruby's initial sh- showing off in inverted powers, her uh, inverted commas, her powers to them, which is when she not, ends up knocking these drinks over them, and she's maybe not completely shot it with them. Then they're pretty superficial that spilling drinks and talking what they believe is is garbage uh, doesn't go down well. But when she tries to kind of really show them what she can do in in issue one she just ends up making it even worse it's it's well laid out it's so so why she why why why'd you go with a girl oh uh well the initial thing was i mean i'm 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 used to writing female characters i have a character carbaccini voodoo junkie hit woman who's appeared in uh <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah it's uh, people dig the title she's been in uh there was a, an anthology running called effects and she was in regularly the, the the annual halloween issue she had a strip in that and there's a miniseries in the works for her so it's it's not something i'm unfamiliar with i mean i've, I've been working on on carver stuff for a long time but uh aside 
aside from that, he, th- how I came up with the concept was Image Comics Shadowline Studios ran this contest, uh, Who Wants to Create a Superheroine? And I came up with three ideas for that. And the, the Geek Girl one was a kind of prototype version of what it was, but I decided I wanted to stick with this and, and develop it. So that was the, the, uh, the origins of, uh, of the creation of the characters. So it, it was never not going to be a female. But, you know, female characters are, are something I'm completely comfortable writing and, uh, and I enjoy writing. Well, I'll to be, uh, to be honest, when I first, when you first contacted me, I think I also have to apologize because I think you contacted me maybe way back when. I, I feel like I got an email from you or, you know, so maybe a cohort, but I think it was just a really busy time. But in a way, there's a silver lining because I got to read like three issues of this thing. So it was more than worth the wait. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no. I'm... In the beginning, Sam Johnson. I wasn't yeah. sure if I was going to be talking to a, a guy or a girl. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know because it's Super Geek Girl. And, you, you know, it's all all your profile pictures are like pictures of the comic and Sam being an ambiguous name like it is, you know. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure until the moment that I saw your profile picture and you came up. I was like, all right, dude, talk. Not that anything would have been wrong, of course, in any way. We, we've showcased... Many fantastic, fine female milkshake drinking creators on this show. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, the, I there are like on my Facebook. There's like a few pictures of me, but I'm awfully unphotogenic. Like I've got this Kickstarter that where you can pre-order the Geek Girl collection on now, um, and I was trying to take some photos of that with with it. And I always like I don't know if you remember an episode of Friends where where Chandler and Monica are taking like these pre-wedding photos, and Chandler always ends up pulling the worst facial expression. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I kind of have that, that syndrome. Like we did five takes, and I either looked like I didn't give a shit, or I looked borderline psychotic. Uh, so we ended up with <laughs> with no photos of me from <clears throat> from that experience. Uh, but there, there are some on there. But yes, I, I have had before uh, the assumption that Sam is is a Samantha. It's very cool, though, man. It's it's nice, you know, because there's you know obviously it's a it's a time of women, you know. I don't want to say it's not like a time of feminism. Like women have always been pushing for womanly things, but it's nice to yeah. see when just naturally something comes about where you weren't even specifically like, I'm going to make sure this is a female. You entered a contest that happened yeah. to be the best idea and you went with it, right? So that's very cool that it was organic and natural and there was nothing behind it. It was just, you know, it just was right. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the timing of it, because it, it took a, a long time to get, you know, to find the right artist and to get it done. The timing of it was that the miniseries, the first issue came out in, it came out monthly starting in November last year. And then we got the collection this, uh, coming in August. Um, so yeah, the timing of it is, is pretty good. Uh, coincidentally, like with the success of, of like Wonder Woman and like Marcosia, the publisher I'm with, they've got like an agent that, that'd be looking to get it turned into a film. So I imagine after the success of Wonder Woman Hollywood, that we'll be looking for the next superheroine movie. So, uh, yeah, the timing is good. And like I always used to when I was, when I was working on it, and uh, I went on podcasts um, like Wayne Hall, who, who I've been on his show a number of times, would always kind of lament the lack of female uh, heroes that there are. And, and that's changed now. You've, you know, Marvel made a really big push uh, 
to to do female driven books uh, and a lot of them have found their audience so it's a different uh, a different world now and it's a, and it's a good one for for geek girl did you enjoy wonder woman uh, I did. Uh, I very much enjoyed Gal Gado. I don't think, you know, some people absolutely raved about the film. I don't think it was a brilliant film. I think it was a fairly generic film um, that was elevated by her. And I think she's amazing. Do you know what? I kind of feel the same about Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, well, no spoilers on that one because I haven't done that one I won't one yet. spoil it, but... I I liked the movie. It's a Marvel movie. It's fun. Mm. It's a great fun movie, but really it didn't really push anything that I kind of hadn't seen in other Spider-Man movies, which was the one thing that kind of surprised me. Mm. But it was good. It was fun. It was kind of a different take and everything. But uh, uh, speaking of Gal Gadot and the sexiness that she is, uh, pretty sexy comic gate girl in itself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ruby is, you know, Ruby before she became Geek Girl was, you know, a a hot chick. Um, And, you know, her and Summer like to to look good, and Summer's a fashion student, and she's created a costume, which is quite skimpy. Um, But it's all all in keeping with the character. And and we in in issue two, we introduced uh, Nina Dante, who's also quite hot, who takes a shining to Ruby. But uh, uh, she's like a a sort of uber-alt chick. She goes one step further than tattoos and piercings by having a cybernetic eye. And, uh, yeah, she takes a liking to Ruby, but Ruby's straight and uh, doesn't entirely go for it. But uh, it's all part of an issue that kind of builds Ruby's confidence in in who she is as Geek Girl, which initially takes a big hit. Right on. It's uh, I I love how she gets the glasses. Like she she wins the glasses (laughs) in a game of strip poker. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, again, this is, you know, the, the hotness. Of, of Ruby K is is an integral thing. This isn't something that's painted on because how, how she lines the glass in the first place is her and her friend Stacy over here, uh, Jeff and uh, Trevor Goldstein, who's the resident Brainiac College geek, talking about these glasses that that uh, Trevor's created. Everyone's drunk. Ruby decides she wants these glasses on a drunken whim. What she gets, what she wants. That's how she works. So they get <laughs> Trevor and uh, Jeff very drunk and basically trash them in in this game of strip poker which is how she gets it. not the most you know not the most noble of origins but again that's that's the character art where where ruby's positioned is she's part of you know this this clique of girls this clique of girls uh she's kind of in the middle and then on the one side you've got summer who's who's nice and then on the other side you've got karen who's an arch bitch um so yeah she's it's you know it's a development there's a character arc how how ruby is uh and, and like the whole name geek girl is something that she isn't immediately that's something that will develop that's got like a tickish like kick-ass type feel to me i felt that in the book as well do you know what i mean this certain tongue-in-cheekness yeah. to the name geek girl sort of thing like I think oh, yeah. there's a, one or two characters who kind of commented on it, if I'm remembering rightly. Yeah, I mean, again, Summer came up with this name. Ruby has never actually agreed to this, and Summer came up with it when she was just sort of like spitballing all of, because like she'd acted like a. This is an issue zero. She's acted like a dork uh, in front of her friends with the whole knocking drinks over them and and 
summer is sort of half jokingly when they when she comes up with this idea of her being a superhero, uh, throwing these names out like Dork Girl and Geek Girl is the one that that sticks. Uh, so yeah, Ruby is not actually entirely happy <laughs> with <laughs> this name, but again, that's partly because of you know whereas. We live in a world where, you know, geek is cool. Uh, Ruby does not, uh, but she's going to be changing. So maybe that is an, a name and something that will, will fit her more right. as the thing is, as I say, the glasses are, are affecting her because of the, the glitch and the flaws in them in ways that she's not necessarily aware of. In issue two, she kind of questions this, but Summer kind of bats it down because Summer's very gung-ho about getting Ruby to be the superhero. Summer is is someone who's, her, her dad's a massive comic geek, uh, so she's and like, uh, we see uh, I think it's, it's at the beginning of issue two, we're in, we're in Summer's dorm, because they're both uh, students at Acorn Ridge College in Maine and her, her her walls are all adorned with like superhero paraphernalia and, yeah. and it's a nail gun. So yeah, uh, summer, you know, is is the uh, is very much a kind of driving force behind the whole geek girl thing. It's awesome though. She's got an agenda, so there's things going on, scheming, and whether subconsciously or not. And I, I do want to be clear though when I say that the book is sexy and Carlos though he handles it beautifully. Where it's sexy in the way that these are beautiful, like your typical kind of cool, beautiful hot girls, but not drawn in like a slutty Kardashian type way. I, like they're not like even her uniform is, you know, it's very moderate considering a lot of the female superheroes out there. Um, but it's, it's his slightness. It's the belly tops. It's, the, yeah. it's the stuff, it's the short, it's the stuff like that, that he's, these are, you know, he's drawing really beautiful women, but he's, they're not like, you know, giant tits that are up in their faces type stuff. Right. So I just want to be clear no, on that, that it's a, Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's not gratuitous. I mean, you know, the the geek girl has a female following, and I, that's a connection I I want to have with the book. So I don't think. Well, I mean, the thing again, it, it's the character. You know, this is not a character that is going to go out dressed in a in a micro bikini and someone that you know rams their their assets in people's faces. <laughs> um, she's she's classier than that. So. You know the the style of of the book, and and I've, I've discussed this before. Of like, sometimes you'll see in because I'm in many Facebook groups, and sometimes you'll see people of uh, fan drawn pinups of characters like Wonder Woman, where they're in poses that this character would never throw that pose. And in all of Geek Girl's material, including because we've got like limited variant covers of issues one to four all of which are by different artists and with all of them it's it's been important that you know we're not this isn't like tna this is she's she's hot but it's not you know it's not gratuitous right absolutely not it's uh yeah it's classy man carlos does good he's quite amazing how did you hook up with carlos just uh i used to advertise relentlessly on uh comic forums and on facebook to to find the right artist i mean as i say there was there was a, a number of false starts it, it took a long time to get carlos uh but he, he's absolute absolutely the right fit for it i mean what he brings to the characters the body language the facial expressions is is just great is he a one-man band is he inking and coloring as well or do you have other people doing that 
No, no, he's he. Well, he, he sort of he doesn't ink in the in the traditional sense. He, he sort of digitally takes care of that. But the colorists, um, we've got a guy that goes by the name of Narp N A H P who colored the first issue, and then Chanlin Zhao uh, did the rest. So we've got a sort of multi-global team because Chanlin is in China, uh, Carlos is in Colombia, I'm in the UK. Um, so yeah, that, it's, it's it's not a one-man band, but it's it all works beautifully together. And and I, I don't I think you'd be hard pressed to notice a different. A difference between the two colorists i think it, it all uh, flows very well it's a beautiful thing man that social media has enabled so many comic books have been created that are so beautiful that the creators have not even met oh you yeah know? like it's amazing what can happen nowadays it's it's very very cool why did you set the book in maine uh it was well i american Comics is is my genre. It's it's what I predominantly read. I'm I'm big into Marvel, um, so it was always going to be in America. And um, I was I was looking at searching online for sort of researching places where it could be set. And what was important was the the feel of it. The the sort of context is that it's a place. It's not too too big and not too small in order to facilitate there being. A small sort of well, there's a you've got two resident superheroes before Geek Girl comes along. You've got Neon Girl and you've got Pitbull, who's the uh, jock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, in order for the whole what Ruby has to do thing to work, there had to be a, a superhero element, a superhero component where she lives, but not a big one because if there's a big one then why does she need to do the job? So Maine had the right feel, the sort of, you know, mid feel rather than being really small or really big. Um, so that's that's why, basically. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's a nice normal place, you know. It's... Yeah, but we get to we get to trash it in, in issue four. Like, like <laughs> nice. Storm, uh, Carlos had some some visuals for his aid in, in blowing up significant areas of Maine uh, at the hands of Lightning Storm. Hey, Stephen King's already done plenty of damage to Maine himself, so I think they can, okay. I think they can handle it out there, you know. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> okay, I'm glad they can. Have you ever been over here or to America? No, I, I, I've always wanted to. I want to when I can do, like, the cons. Um, but uh, as it stands, making these things ain't cheap. So until the, the collections come out, we're not really seeing a return on that. And then also, I've you know, I've my priority is, is getting the second series done. And, you know, I'm paying art, right. uh, paying Carlos to do that. So, yeah, I mean, it's the intention is there. Uh, but I can't really say when because the thing is, as well as, you know, cons are an expensive thing to do. Oh, yeah. And all the more so if, if you're coming from, you know, England to America <laughs> to do them. Yeah. So there's got to be, you know, enough material to, to warrant doing them. I mean, I'm doing cons in London. I mentioned I'm doing the one in, uh, not in London, in England, but I'm, I'm doing the London Supercon towards the end of August. But that's, you know, not a massive expense. In fact, it's no expense for me to do because it's it's not actually my table as such it's Marcosi the publisher and I I'm just sort of pitching up for some some sort of two hour signing session so it doesn't cost me you know anything right. to do that um, and like I have friends and family in London so that offsets you know any cost of travelling but uh, yeah I I absolutely want want to do cons in America but uh, at the moment the focus is on on getting the material done. 
Are you familiar with Twisted Dark, I believe it's called? I am not. It's, is that, I think that's what it's called, Twisted Dark. They're, they're a small publishing company. They got a couple books, and they're out there in England. I can't remember where, but they come out to Fan Expo every year. It's like their one North I... American show. And it's the only time yeah. they come out here, but they make a thing of it. And, uh, yeah, Twisted Dark. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Yeah, but they're good kids, and it's funny, because every year they come out, and they're the only ones really out from the UK who are doing any kind yeah. of presenting or whatever, you know? But uh, yeah, you get the odd English guest, which is nice, because you guys seem to have the writers. Canada, we seem to have the artists. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, you've got your Grant Morrison, you've got, you know, too many to even speak of, really. I mean, uh, but the artists, we, we seem to be spoiled these days in Ontario here because we've just right, got okay. so many guys working on the top two or the big two books right now. It's insane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I know it's harder in, in a bit of a smaller place like England, you know, to – are there, like, things like – like, for example, uh, Ty Templeton. He lives in the area, and he has something called the Ty Templeton's Comic Book Boot Camp, where he offers right. courses on you know script writing and you know art and this 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 and that. Is there anything like that out there? Are there any like senior artists, guys in the business who are offering the younger guys any kind of tutelage? Not that I'm aware of. Um, no. Uh, that's, well, that that's sucks. Simple, simple, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I can't think of, of there being anything. I mean, you occasionally get the odd the odd course come up, but they 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 don't tend to be you know like. What about like art colleges? An, are there any colleges that are particularly art colleges or offer like you know art courses in comic writing or script writing and stuff? I don't I don't think so. No, um, I mean I I never found because obviously when I was you know learning my craft as it were i i you know wanted to learn stuff but what i did was i did a uh a course in well i did two courses i did one in, in media production for which my main project was a a, a comic mini series and i did a film and creative writing for film and tv course but those weren't you know those were i made them sort of about comics they weren't about comics if if it wasn't right, for me still doing that right it's a good that. base to start from though oh absolutely but i but i can't think of any you know sort of proper courses but i mean you know there's you can do things like that and and you know there's i mean brian michael bennis we, we mentioned has, has got a a book about how to write comics there's plenty of educational oh, there's, there's, uh, tools there's, out there yeah there's some amazing stuff there's a brand new book from uh, dave ross who's a he's a veteran he's dark, yeah. dark horse everything and he lives in the area as well and he teaches a course uh at a little college here called max the mutt and it's like an animation school kind of thing and mm -hmm. uh, i think they do animation but i know they do cartooning and comic book courses and all this and he teaches out of there and he made a new kind of i don't want to call it a textbook but it's a textbook it's like you know how to illustrate book but it's a very – it's got a long title. I can't remember, but it's very specific, like how to draw the formal form of in superhero archetype, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Right. And uh, But I looked through it, and you know, I draw a little myself, not seriously enough that it's not like a passion where I want to you know, like make comics and stuff. I just like to read and talk about them. That's kind of my gig. But uh, even me as a layman, just somebody who does it as a hobby, reading this book – 
it was so inspiring. It was laid out so yeah. simply and so beautifully. And it, it, you know the old how to draw comics the Marvel way? Yeah. With, you know, you got your grids and your circles and your ovals. Well, he added kind of like cylinders and like more specific instruction. And this thing's just amazing. Anybody go out there and try to Google it, find it on the internet. It's by Dave Ross, some crazy name, too long a name for me to ever remember, which is kind of silly. But it's incredible. And you're right. At least there's lots of stuff out there. I mean, you can learn to do anything on YouTube nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you you find you find a way if if you're passionate about it, you'll 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 do what you need to do. Uh, passion usually leads to kickstarters. Yes. Do tell. So yeah, I mean, the Kickstarter we have um, for GeekGov, which is only now it's it's in its last I think coming up to its as we speak its last week. It ends on August tenth. Um, now, initially, I, I set this up to get pre-orders for Geek Girl Volume 1, um, but put a lot more things on there. So you can get, like, you can get the Geek Girl Zero, uh, which the only place you can get that now um, is, is direct from me. So there's that. There's a collectible version of that where we have my friend Amy... Uh, who cosplays has, has done a photo cop, uh, cover of her, and that's limit. There's like two versions of that, but they're limited to only 25 copies. So there's some that like proper, cool, yeah, there's some proper limited stuff. And the thing that we've just done is we put some collectors packs on there where you get like the limited variant editions of all four issues, as well as some other stuff like a, a Geek Girl mini poster and and some other Geek Girl variants. But you also get free with it this. Um, a li- again, a limited print of Geek Girl and Harley Quinn busting up robots, and it's by Matt Olson, who uh, who did the cover of the collection, which is a beautiful cover. And I'm I'm so pleased with this how this print looks. I think it. it I saw it. It looks great. gorgeous. I, I did yeah. see that. It looks and it's, fantastic. It's the first time I've ever done anything like that. It's, it's, it's the first time I've ever done Kickstarter, and that's kind of led me to doing that. But it's uh, I'm. Just so happy with that. Um, so that's a good, uh, you know, if you want collectibles. I mean, you know, you can go on there and you can just order the collection. But if you if you want to get some collectibles, there's some good collectibles on there. The main thing I would say when you're searching for it, I know from experience when, uh, it, I mean, that you've been able to get the digital comic on uh, Comixology a while. When you search it, you need to make sure you get the hyphen and geek hyphen girl because if you just put geek and girl it, it doesn't find it on some searches so if you go in on kickstarter searching for it that's that's the thing to do you went and spider-man yourself eh uh, exactly yeah <laughs> but it, it was a uh, kind of necessary because there is actually a, a book uh, that was very big in england called geek girl without the hyphen which is completely unrelated uh, and came out after Geek Girl Zero, but uh, having exactly the same title could have been, you know, slightly problematic potentially. A little bit. So. A little bit. Now, what's your publisher called? Marcosia. Marcosia is that a UK-based publisher? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've they've been going well. They've done a lot of of, of stuff. They they had like a licensed uh, Starship Troopers series. Right. So they they've they've got all kinds. Oh, I mean, it's quite an eclectic uh, brand. I mean, you can check out Marcosia.com, and that that's actually 
uh, that that links doesn't link you to the Kickstarter, but you can pre-order the collection of Geek Girl on there. Uh, but yeah, they're a good publisher, and um, part of the reason I signed with them is that Harry, the guy that that runs the show, was was on board for a, doing a second Geek Girl series like before the first had come out, which was like very important to me because I'm invested in this right. and I want to take it to the second series and beyond. So, you know, it, luckily, well, not luckily, I've, I've been pimping it very hard to make it successful on Kickstarter, but it, it has been uh, and it continues to be successful on Kickstarter. But having that commitment there, you know, where, where, where the publisher didn't know how well it would do that, <clears throat> that they've, you know, given me reign to, to, to write. I mean, I've plotted the entire second series, scripted two issues of it. It was a great thing because this is, as I say, this is something I... My intention is, after, after the two mini-series and the collections of them, I hope to have built up the audience enough that we can do a third series that will be an ongoing, because I've got huge plans and, and, and a, a different direction to take things in for the third series, which I'm excited about. Um, and it's, it's building, you know, it's, it's got a following that the, the Giga Facebook group's got over 19,000 people what? in it. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's, you know, I built that over a long time because going back to, you know, Geek Girl Zero came out in 2009. We had three printings of that. So it's wow. had a kind of a, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's had, you know, a, a shelf life that has enabled me to, to build up the audience while working on the first miniseries. So it's, it's you know, it's it's all organic and, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm invested in it and I care about these characters and the characters that are introduced in the first miniseries. We're not done with them. I've got plans for, you know, most, pretty much everyone that doesn't end up dead in the first <laughs> miniseries uh, uh, will, will, you know, there's more to come from. Right. How old are you? I'm 43. Right on. So you're right about this age too. So you would have been, uh, what, back 2009. Yeah. That's a long time to be pushing, man. Right on. You've built something beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's it's when it's there's no choice. This is this is what I love. Um, I mean, uh, for the first time, I've been working full time on on promos, and I'm I'm lucky that I enjoy doing that. And I, you know, I come up with more ideas as I go. Like this, you know, this Harley Quinn right. uh, thing has, has really you know kind of energized the, the campaign. Well, the to, writers are uh, always the talkers, man. You're always the promo guys. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I yes. I get uh, artists on this show, and the last thing they want to talk about is their art. To be honest, and then you get the writers on, and all they want to do is talk about the book and. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 necessary. I mean, I, this book is you know it's competing with your Batman, your Spider Man, and, and so forth. Um, you know, not not to the detriment of those, but I, it's a book I want to be you know, something that someone will pick up alongside their, their Marvel and DC books. And I, sure. I believe it's it's that level. And, um, yeah, I love it. I would agree, man. I, I think your writing is outstanding. I, I, I really appreciate the fact that I couldn't tell if this was a man or a woman writing it. Well, that's uh, that's you know. that's good to know if, if you read that without before you knew that. That's good. I did. I literally, I didn't know you were a dude till you popped up on this conversation, and that's okay. how I kept it. And I was cool, and I was way more leaning towards it. I was going to be talking to a girl, right. and, and and a lot of that probably is having read the book and being like, yeah. "Well, it see this seems, 
I don't know for sure, but it seems, you know, pretty intuitive. It seems like it's someone who knows how to talk from a girl's perspective, you know? There's nothing in it that made me at any point think, oh, a dude is writing through these girls' mouths at any moment. No, well, that's that's great. I mean, my, the, the people I'm, I'm closest to are, are women. My best friend Sarah is – well, my best friend Sarah is a woman. <laughs> that didn't sound quite right. Uh, but it's – yeah, it's, it's something that's always come naturally to me and um, – and I, as well, I, I found kind of, as I say, not not now so much, but I felt it was something that was lacking in the market. I mean, we've never had in the the Marvel world until now, potentially with Captain Marvel, a a character, a female character that is at the same level as like you know your your biggest uh, male characters. And, you know, Captain Marvel, when that, that film comes out, could potentially change that. But uh, up until now, it's DC, really, that of, uh, you know, obviously, you know, independence as well. But just thinking about the DC and Marvel, I think it's DC that really have the, the bigger gun females. I think it was a bit of luck. Not to take anything away from what they've done, like their decisions have been totally, you know right and all but it, it, it wonder woman is so long outstanding and for so long was pretty much the only option you had and was that female version of the red white and blue of the superman of the captain america so she held dominance for so long that only till now is she able to be used and utilized to help bring up the rest do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it, yeah, it, it's cool that they did that and do that in a way. So, you yeah. know, it, it, Marvel Wonder Woman's been a tool that has just been like sitting on a shelf forever. That they have finally been like, okay, there, you know, people do want this. People want to, you know, and I, I, you know, there's other been badass women. I'm a huge Underworld fan. The Underworld series. Yeah, you know, I just Kate Beckinsale in those movies is fantastic, and you know, not just the hottest thing ever to grace a movie screen, but she's badass, <laughs> and it doesn't look like often when you see a girl who hasn't been trained or in a way they they look funny throwing a punch, and they always got their hands up in front of them, and it's like well, you don't see the guys really do that. They kind of they look cooler, and that's when it started to change with like her. And these badass movies like Resident Evil and shit with this new breed yeah. of badass women that, is, that came along, you know. So total right time, perfect time, especially when people are fighting for a lot of things over in the States that, you know, mean something to them. Because, yeah. you know, it's cool to talk to another foreigner about this who's not just another Canadian. But isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's, it is. Uh, every, every day I'm, I'm looking for it to end with Trump. I, I will never accept it. It's insane. I still can't believe it's all real, man. And I'm, we're, they're so close to us, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. goes down and it's like right underneath us and we're screwed. So all, yeah. you, all my American I'm, friends out there, please just try to keep it together, man. Just remember who's sitting on top of you. <laughs> yeah, but also just, you know, keep... <laughs> Whatever you know, not I'm not suggesting crusading, but just doing a little bit that's yeah. anti-Trump is uh, it contributes because I you know the the tide of his unpopularity is is a wash uh, versus how it was 
when those of us that saw what he is to begin with, um, you know, were, were anti-Trump. So I, I think it's one of the worst things to ever happen, him, him become president. And I, as I say, every day I look for the news right. and, um, and I hope and that it will happen someday that he is no longer the president. I think it changes. It's changing now because of how the whole rest of this world has this certain view. It's really becoming clear and distinct now how America does have this, and not all of them in any way. And I'm not trying to be negative on America. People, I'm not. You know I'm there all the time, and I love all you. you many of you are my greatest friends in the world. Uh, but politically and government speaking, it's it's just a place where you realize how little a lot of Americans know about the rest of the world and yeah. how little of a global partner that they are and how much they don't want to be at this point at least a certain sector of them and then there's mm. the rest of us all literally literally the rest of the entire world all standing kind of looking at each other like <laughs> i don't know what the fuck right and it's a crazy time it's if if one thing is kind of good come has come out of this it has really unified the rest of the world Absolutely. Together, Absolutely. that work. No, I think what we're doing is right. I think we do all have to get together and protect this planet and the species. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, but but that's that's a conversation for some other politically charged podcast. Uh, <laughs> but as we have been chatting with Sam Johnson here at a Sheffield, England, the writer and creator of uh, Geek Girl. And is, is there a difference? Because do I not see Super Geek Girl at times? Uh, I'm confused, Jason. Well, the book's Super called... Super Geek Girl? No, it's it's just called Geek Girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, in my head, for some reason, I thought I had saw, like, I don't know, a print or something where... I don't know. I'm probably just losing my mind because of <laughs> how hot is it over there? It's warm. I've got, I've got, I'm sat by an open door and I have an open window. And I'm, when we're done here, I'm moving into a room with two open windows. It's you've, warm. You've got to tell me how warm it is because uh, it's very rare that I get to ask this question and not hear the answer in Fahrenheit. Uh, I could not tell you that. It's All not, right. it's not like crazy hot. It's, it's, I don't know if you use the expression close, but we say close for the feel of it where there's, you don't feel like there's particularly a, a great deal of oxygen. Yeah. So it does get, does it get humid? Yeah. Humid. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, well, it's 35 degrees here in Ontario today. Okay. And, uh, I've, geez, it's been hard. I don't, I'm an arborist, right? Like I'm a tree climber by day. Right, and it's been hard days, and my brain has just been oozing out my ear constantly. I'm surprised I can even like <laughs> manage to like do any kind of functioning activity whatsoever. But uh, it's the time of the year; it's what I chose to do, so that's what I did. And Sam Johnson chose to make comic books. He made Geek Girl. Uh, so I, what I'm missing is the zero e issue because I'm I picked it up from when she's already got the glasses and there's the fast flashback yeah. and gets everything. So that's I picked it. I've read one, two, and three, and then there's a zero issue that I haven't read. Yeah, and the, and issue four, of course. Is that not what the Kickstarter is for? Or no, 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 no. This is it's all done and out. The, the so Kickstarter four is, is out. Okay. 
Oh yeah, no. I mean, it, uh, the way I'm using Kickstarter isn't isn't to fund it. It's it's to get pre-orders. So everything oh, is done. It's, it's off to the printers. Oh, sorry. Just purely pre-orders you're using it for. Well, yeah, pre-orders. But then we've got you know we've got the bells and whistles. You know the 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 limited editions, the prints, and so forth. So yeah, issue four came out um, on March the first, and then the, the collection is coming out August twenty fifth. So. All of it's all of it's available on the Kickstarter, and if you just want to um, get, like, say, issue four, um, geekgirlcomics.com, you can easily get it in print or digital off there. Geekgirlcomics.com. Uh, very cool. So that's the only place a North American could get their hands on the comic is through the interwebs right now, or is there anywhere over here that's uh, you can get a physical copy, or got to get one sent to you? Um, no, it's it's not it's not in comic shops and we had it in a few comic shops but you're not going to get it in any any comic shops now I, I think um i mean the thing is being in the uk the expense of sending sending them over there kind of wipes out any any potential profit and then oh, some sure, yeah. but um you know potentially will as as things build i mean diamond is is diamond and previews aren't the easiest things to get into these days but possibly uh now that the the first series has been successful then then possibly the second will end up going through uh through previews and, and distributed into comic shops like that fantastic uh kids you just heard it all right there and i, I really enjoy, <laughs> i really did i really did enjoy the book man i'm looking forward to more it has a very uh what can i say if you're into if you're into like uh the new styles of the riverdale and archie comics in a way crossed with it's funny that you say you're a marvel kid because even though you did say deadpool because it's got it's got more of a dc feel to it to me it's, really okay yeah in a in a I don't know, in a struggling with the powers kind of thing. Usually Marvel superheroes got other shit to struggle with and they're cool with their powers, but DC people, they often have to, you know, go through these struggles of what it means to be a god and or what it means to be a normal person, you know, and mm. you know, but I'm a DC kid too, so I might be biased and but I love DC. I loved your book, man, and I think it's up there. I think it's it's a high quality, high caliber. Carlos uh, absolutely kills it on the art. That's uh, reading Geek Girl made me also very excited to finally read the completed graphic novel of Heroes of Homeroom C, because I've seen bits of it and I've seen you know certain part of his work in progress that Anthony has shown me. But yeah. you know I can't wait to like sit down and hold the book in my hands. And cause this is also I've been hearing fucking. Anthony bitch about making comics for years, so I'm just finally, <laughs> I'm just finally glad that he's actually doing it, and I'm glad you're doing it too, man. And uh, you know, bravo, everybody, go check out geekgirl.com. Yes. No. No. What is it? Say that's why I say yes. Fix it. Geekgirlcomics.com. Don't worry, kids. My brain will reform at some point, and things will come together. But uh, Sam, thanks so much for hanging out, man. Thank you for having me, Jason. Kids, that is all we are going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.